Welcome. You are listening to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Thank you for joining us for this Friday, November 10th edition of the Broomfield Enterprise. Today, we will be reading from the following main articles. My name is Elaine. Pets Night with Santa at Flatiron Crossing begins on Monday. The North Metro Fire Rescue District to reallocate and retain the current mill levy. Incumbents Henkel and Lim win lead Broomfield City Council race. Broomfield City Council returns to meetings after a two-week hiatus. And this week, Kelly Ralski writes about people and plants bring out veggies, wild cultures with kimchi. We'll also be talking about Broomfield events for the week. These and other articles. This holiday season, pets are invited to visit Flatiron Crossing for photo shoots with St. Nick. Starting next week, pets are invited to meet Santa every Monday until December 4th from 4 to 7 p.m. The Winter Wonderland will be set up within Flatiron Crossing at 1 West Flatiron Crossing Drive at the base of the Grand Staircase. All pets must be leashed or in a carrier. Visits with Santa are always free and photo packages are available for purchase. North Metro Fire Rescue District to reallocate and retain current mill levy. According to unofficial results on Wednesday, voters have chosen to extend North Metro Fire Rescue District's mill levy. The results, as of 1.25 p.m. on Wednesday, showed that 33,511 votes had been counted with 75.6 in favor of the tax extension. Of the district's 14.626 mills, 1.4 mills are allocated to pay off voter-approved bond. Item 7A allows the 1.4 mills to be used for the district's general fund instead of expiring when the bond is paid. The extension would not raise the current tax rates. On behalf of North Metro Fire, I want to thank our community for your support and for putting your trust in us. This according to North Metro Fire Chief Dave Ramos. This mill levy extension provides the means for us to enhance emergency response and address several changes and challenges facing our fire district. We're grateful to serve so many wonderful residents and businesses, and with this funding, we will continue to deliver excellence in care and service. North Metro Fire serves over 125,000 residents, covering close to 60 square miles across North Glen, Broomfield, and some areas of Jefferson, Weld, and Adams counties. As a board, we take our role as stewards of taxpayers' money very seriously, and a lot of analysis, community engagement, and discussion went into our decision to put the measure on the ballot. This according to North Metro Fire Board's President Richard Miller. We are elated to receive the community's support for the mill levy extension, and we are committed to ensuring North Metro Fire is equipped and supported to best serve our community. 
incumbents Henkel and Lim win lead Broomfield City Council race. Heidi Henkel, Jean Lim, and Kenny Wing were in the lead late Tuesday night in the Broomfield City Council race. As of 9.44 p.m., 26,397 ballots had been cast. There are 53,665 active voters in Broomfield. Polling booths and drop-off ballot locations closed at 7 p.m. Hankel leads in the race for Ward 5 seat with 52.68% of the votes. One of the most remarkable things I learned knocking on doors is that this campaign has united many Republican, Democrat, and unaffiliated voters, Hankel said. They are unified in denouncing hate, conspiracy theories, and bigotry. The Ward 5 race was contentious. Hankel was accused of censoring constituents on social media and found versions of her campaign signs were edited to contain Nazi imagery and more. With the race behind her, she said she's eager to continue her work on the council advocating for issues like public safety and affordable housing. I look forward to continuing our hard work for Ward 5, she said. Lim leads the Ward 3 race with 54.14% of the votes. I appreciate the support of Ward 3 residents, Lim said. It's an honor to continue to serve the interest of residents, and I appreciate everyone who helped with the campaign. Serving her second term on the council, where she has advocated for income-aligned housing, sustainability, and more. Gwen leads the Ward 1 race with 58 excuse me, 55.8% of the votes. Honored to be elected as Colorado's first Vietnamese-American official and Broomfield's first Asian-American official. He said, I'm thankful for my parents, family, friends, and all the folks that helped along the way. I really want to represent a Broomfield for all. Gwen is new to the council and plans to prioritize sustainable growth as well as inclusion and diversity. Broomfield residents also voted for incumbent candidates in three uncontested races. Mayor Gailene Castriota, Ward 2 Council Member Paloma Del- Delgadillo, and Ward 4 Council Member Lori Anderson. Broomfield City Council returns to meetings after a two-week hiatus. Broomfield City Council returned to regularly scheduled meetings Tuesday following a two-week break. According to the meeting agenda published on Wednesday, Council was considering approving amendments to consulting and construction agreements regarding the Broomfield Tanks Redesign Project. The amendments would approve additional pre-construction services and an additional scope of work to redesign the tanks to be fully buried. The tanks aim to increase water demands by providing Broomfield with additional water storage. Additional costs associated with the amendments will be allocated from existing appropriated water funding. But future anticipated cost increases will necessitate a future budget amendment. In addition, council business will include a review of a staff memo regarding the council's 2022 decision to decline participation in the state's FAMLI program. 
The program provides enrolled employees with 12 weeks of partially paid medical leave. The meeting will also include a presentation and invitation to the annual holiday tree lighting event and a proclamation declaring November 25th, 2023 as Small Business Saturday. Council meetings can be attended in person or virtually at broomfield.org forward slash live. This week, Kelly Rowski writes about people and plants and bring out veggies wild cultures with kimchi. Although I have mentioned kimchi in passing a few times, I have never delved into the history and health benefits of this native Korean food. I find this surprising because during the pandemic, I got hooked on streaming Korean dramas. What is kimchi? It's a conglomeration of fermented veggies and seasonings. It has a sour and salty flavor similar to sauerkraut. Kimchi originated in Korea thousands of years ago. Individual families passed down unique recipes from generation to generation. Common ingredients may include Napa cabbage, radish, cucumber, green onion, garlic, ginger, and red pepper. There are more than 200 different varieties of kimchi. The region of the country, the season and local culture traditions all influence the type of kimchi. Is kimchi healthy? Fermented foods such as kimchi, yogurt, and sauerkraut are loaded with live microorganisms, vitamins, and lactic and citric acids. Fermented foods are beneficial to the gut biome which is made up of trillions of bacteria, viruses, and fungi that inhabit our intestinal tracts. Researchers believe a healthy gut microbiome is associated with lower levels of inflammation in the body. According to the University of Arizona Cooperative Extension, the probiotics in kimchi may prevent inflammation, lower cholesterol, and have beneficial effects on the immune system. Napa cabbage, one of the main ingredients in kimchi, is high in fiber and may be beneficial in preventing stomach cancer. Interestingly, research has found lactobacillus extracted from kimchi to be effective against avian influenza, known as bird flu. Personally, I buy my kimchi at the local grocery store. I particularly like one made with miso and horseradish. It has just enough kick for my sensitive taste buds. If you are the more adventurous type, you can try Korean-style kimchi with chili pepper or make your own at home. In order to make kimchi, you need a clean environment and good hygiene practices. Carefully following all of the steps and monitoring the temperature are important. Fermentation occurs due to wild cultures naturally present in the vegetables. In comparison to making sauerkraut, the kimchi fermentation process is quite short. It typically ferments in one to two days at room temperature. There are two recipes. One is from the Colorado State Extension and the other from the University of Arizona Cooperative Extension, and they can both be found online. Broomfield events for this week. 
On Sunday, the Holy Family High School Open House. Holy Family High is holding its annual open house. You can meet the principal, administration, coaches, staff, and directors and take a tour of the school. 11 a.m. at Holy Family School, located at 5195 West 144th Avenue in Broomfield. And this is free. On Monday, Arts, History, and Cultural Council meeting. The Arts, History, and Cultural Council, AHCC, is responsible for acting as a cultural council for SCFD grant-making activities and as an advisory board for Arts and History Division programs and Art in Public Places projects. They meet at 6 p.m. Monday at the Broomfield Library and Auditorium at 3 Community Park Road in Broomfield. Monday means business. This group meets each Monday at noon in Broomfield. Any chamber member is invited to visit the group twice at no charge. They meet at noon at La Distilleria Restaurant, 1100 U.S. 287 Suite A500 in Broomfield, and the cost is $50. On Tuesday, Broomfield Children's Chorus Registration. There's a place for everyone. This takes place at 4.30 p.m. at Holy Comforter Episcopal Church, 1700 West 10th Avenue in Broomfield, and of course it's free. The Broomfield Crossing Rotary Club join for the weekly Rotary Club meeting to network with fellow community members, share updates on community service projects, and devour breakfast pizza and enjoy a weekly program on various local and global issues. They meet at 7.15 a.m. at Infinitus Pie, 145 Nickel Street in Broomfield. For more information, you can go to broomfieldcrossingrotary.org. And this meeting is free. Geeks Who Drink Trivia Night at IHOP IPA, modeled after pub quizzes in Ireland and the UK, Geeks Who Drink is an authentic homegrown trivia quiz. Teams can be up to six players, and winners get cash bar and other prizes depending on the venue. They meet at 7 p.m. Tuesdays at IHOP IPA, 12920 Lowell Boulevard, Unit G in Broomfield, and it's always free. On Wednesday, Broomfield Leaders. This group aims to generate business opportunities for chamber members by providing a structure where members may pass qualified sales leads in a non-competitive and mutually supportive environment and learn useful business skills for success. Anyone can visit the group as a guest. They meet at noon on Wednesdays at Frolic Brewing Company, 12 910 Zuni Street, Suite 1300 in Westminster, and the cost is $80. On Thursday, Broomfield Chamber Youth Professionals, BCYP, is dedicated to helping professionals advance their careers through targeted social, philanthropic, and inspirational networking. BCYP hosts mixers, professional development workshops, and strategic volunteering opportunities. They meet at 10 a.m. over Zoom, and the event is free. To join, you can go to members.broomfieldchambers.com. Ah, the holiday scams presentation. You can join AARP Elder Watch for information and a presentation about the top scams being reported by older Coloradans in 2023. 
Presenters will discuss scams that are prevalent during the holiday season and how to avoid them. This will be at 9.30 a.m. at Holy Comforter Church, 1700 West 10th Avenue in Broomfield, and the event is free. For more information, you can call 720-320-7174. On Friday, the Sound of Music performance, the inspirational story of Maria Augusta Trapp, an ebullient prostulate who serves as governess to the seven children of the imperious Captain Von Trapp, bringing music and joy to the household. This will be at 7 p.m., at the Broomfield Auditorium, 3 Community Park Road in Broomfield, tickets range between $15 and $20. And you can go to our.show forward slash backstorytheater.com for more information and tickets. On Saturday, Allegiant Altitude Pilot Pathway Discovery Day. Tour the facility and explore the fleet of aircraft. Attendees will have the opportunity to learn more about the Allegiant Altitude Pilot Pathway and how its custom path prepares aspiring pilots for a career flying at Allegiant. This will be at 10 a.m. at McAir Aviation, 11945 Airport Way in Broomfield. Broomfield volunteers are keeping the art of oral storytelling alive. For more than 15 years, a group of volunteers in Broomfield have been using the art of oral storytelling to offer enrichment opportunities and encourage literacy in their community. The Broomfield Spellbinders, a chapter of the National Spellbinders Organization, consists of a group of dedicated volunteers that spend a few days each month telling stories. Although they primarily work in elementary school classrooms, they also visit senior centers and libraries. I asked one of the storytellers if I could go into a classroom with them and watch what happens. And when they walked into the room, the kids went wild. And as they told a couple of stories, the kids sat and listened intently. This according to volunteer Wynne Montgomery. And I decided right then and there I had to at least try that out. Montgomery has been working with Spellbinders ever, ever since, but his relationship to storytelling goes back to his southern roots. I grew up in rural Georgia. I think everybody in that part of the world was a storyteller. My grandfather would sit on the back porch, and he and his buddies would tell stories, and I'd lie around somewhere and listen to them. Beyond keeping this piece of history alive, storytelling with the Spellbinders gives Montgomery the opportunity to build and engage with the future. Most of the kids are hanging on every word, and we usually have some time at the end of the stories to have some brief discussion about who they think the good guys were, who they think the bad guys were, and it gives me a chance to interact with that generation, which I wouldn't have had otherwise. Since joining Spellbinders, Montgomery has become a staple of the organization and now trains new volunteers who are looking to join the ranks. Training was just a little bit of the history of Spellbinders, where it started and why we do it. And then there's a lot of it spent looking at how to find good stories. And most of it is practicing, storyteller Julie Topper added. 
we would just tell stories to each other and get feedback and discover ways of how to adapt it to your style and figure out what kind of story works best for you. Once training is complete, the storytellers begin visiting groups of eager listeners. Just like Montgomery, Toper finds that the students she works with are always excited to see her and eager to hear stories that they connect with. I told a story in one of my classrooms that was actually a Cherokee legend, and after the class, he came to me and was so proud. He said his family is Native American and was just so excited and proud of the fact that I had a story from his background. The Spellbinders organization aims to use oral storytelling to enhance literacy and encourage character development in their listeners, a medium that's equally rewarding for the storytellers. Sometimes you get kindergartners loving to give hugs and when you get everybody wanting to give you a hug or a high five as they're leaving, it's always really special. Boulder Philharmonic's visions of a brighter tomorrow shines light on the Boulder Star and its 75 years of illumination. The event is to feature premiere of Beacon by CU's Jeffrey Nitsch, a performance by Third Law Dance Theater, and more. November can be a tough time of year for many, as the ever-obsolete ending to Daylight Saving Time takes place and plunges Americans into the depths of darkness, beginning around 4.45 p.m. each evening. However, Boulderites need only endure a couple of days of total darkness. On Veterans Day each year, 365 low-energy LED light bulbs in the shape of a massive star bring the city to life, pulling many residents and visitors alike out of seasonal despair. Like a festive Eye of Sauron, the Boulder Star towers over the city, reminding us that it's time to have our winter coats on standby and get our holiday shopping finished. This year, the Boulder Star is celebrating an important birthday. The formation of lights on Flagstaff Mountain is turning 75 years old. To commemorate the occasion, the Boulder Philharmonic Orchestra is throwing a birthday bash like no other. On Sunday, in conjunction with the lighting of the star, Boulder Phil is presenting Visions of a Brighter Tomorrow, the second concert of the orchestra's 2023-24 season. Boulder Phil music director Michael Butterman will bring to life the hope unity, and community spirit that the Boulder Star has come to represent with a program featuring three poignant musical compositions. Butterman said he was inspired by the star's lasting legacy as a symbol of hope within the Boulder community. Music and the arts do a lot of things, he said. They can express the inexpressible. They can deal with ideas that are very troubling and painful, but they can also transport us to another state of mind. Music can allow us to exist on another plane, especially in times where we have to deal with the annoyances of daily life. But it's important for those things not to consume us. I really think the Boulder Star is meant as a signifier to remind us of that spiritual place in the same way that music does. Butterman added, 
Here, the star is visible for miles and miles, and it is just a quick little reminder of that spiritual space in which we should be spending our emotional energy. The evening will feature the world premiere of Beacon, a sweeping piece written by University of Colorado Boulder professor of composition Jeffrey Nitsch. You can see and hear the magic inspired by the Boulder Star at Visions of a Brighter Tomorrow at 7 p.m. Sunday at Mackey Auditorium in Boulder. For more information and ticket prices, you can visit boulderphil.org. Thank you for joining us for the Broomfield Enterprise. My name is Elaine. AINC programming is brought to you in part by the Broomfield Community Foundation. Broomfield's leading partner and voice for philanthropy since 1993. If you enjoyed this program, please register for our free services at www.aincolorado.org or by calling 303-786-7777.